Artists Worldwide. Welcome to our first, uh, I think, official official, because I mean, you know, Heath and I had had, you know, had like a little chat before on the um, on the Instagram since quarantine. But this is our first official uh, uh, quarantine version of Global Brothers podcast. And uh, we're very, very pleased to have as our guest, uh, Dave, Mr. Dave was cracking um, to the you know, people that don't know. I'm sure like a lot of y'all have been giving us love on our, you know, on our intro and the intro is all uh, uh, um, audibly due to my man, Dave, uh, out of Cleveland. And uh, just gonna, just gonna let, um, you know, Heath like tell us a little bit more because I, uh, you know, they came up together. Yeah, so, so Dave and I, we go, we go pretty far back, almost 20 years now. And um, we watched each other grind and we've actually grown up together. Um, he uh, played basketball, college basketball at a university that I worked at briefly, and uh, we just remained close, man. So um, watching his grind and his come up, and then once uh, Stephen Anthony joins us uh, from Royalty Clothing, we're going to talk about uh, their collaboration, their partnership. So it's pretty cool having him on Global Brothers Podcast. It's one of those things where... We, you know, of course, this is a quarantine edition, and we're global, so we can reach anybody. But um, it was fitting that a brother like him would come on at this time with this partnership. So, Dave, man, tell us, tell us, you know, and, and, and Stephen can can add to it when he gets on. But tell us how this came about. You know, real recognized, real. You know, I know some of the backstory, but some of the people that are watching, tell us how this came about. This partnership. So. Um the partnership was real. Um, it was a real smooth transition, man. Because you know, without knowing, you know, both of us were thinking the same thing, man. And um, you know, it was a matter of who had the who had the heart to to speak up first. You know what I mean? I think with guys, a lot of times, um, our egos. You know what I mean? Our pride. So you're never quite sure how a person's gonna react when you present an idea to them, especially if you're not already, you know, friends or boys. You know what I mean? Um, so prior to this um, partnership, we 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 really weren't um, friends, partners, anything. Um, we met to a mutual friend of mine, um, a guy by the name of T. Moore. So Steve and T. Moore grew up together, and as you all may or may not know, I do a radio show every Monday with T. Moore, the CSE Posse. And uh, it's on radio in Cleveland. Yeah, this is a radio in Cleveland, WOVU. Um, you can download the app, so you guys can actually catch it out there where you at too. Um, every Monday we go live, and um, you know we had Steve on as a guest. And kind of like, you know, with the Breakfast Club, man, every every Monday you have an opportunity to expand your Rolodex, you know what I mean? You, you expand your network and, and your resources. And um, Steve was a guest, and immediately, um, you know what I mean, we kind of hit it off. The vibe was, was dope. And uh, 
I'm a visionary, so oftentimes in mid-conversation, visions will come and I'll start daydreaming. You know what I mean? You'll even catch me look up in the sky and I'm really thinking of ideas and seeing stuff. So this type of um, vibe was happening with me and him, and, but I never spoke on it. But lo and behold, hindsight, when we did finally speak, he said he was thinking the same thing, man. So um, I really had a vision to partner in 2019, but it didn't work. Um, and then 2020, it finally came together, man. And, and, uh, once we touched base, had our meeting, man, he said, man, I was thinking this. I said, I was thinking that too. I was thinking this. He like, I was thinking that too. So it's just been a real divine experience, man. We both got high hopes and aspirations to making this dope, you know? So, so I wanna, so I wanna like take it to the brands, uh, you know, so people kind of understand like you know how it all fuses together. Because like with uh, Steven stuff, um, I saw royalty became rare, and uh, obviously with your brand, Freedom Papers. So, yeah, kind of, kind of explain to us how all three mesh together. All right, so his brand is Rare Clothing. That's the R A R E, and that's um. um Royalty advocates racial equality. That's what his rare stands for. Okay. Um, Stephen Anthony is his name, you know what I mean? So he's the creator of that, man. He, he's been at it for a while. And uh, what, what, what I like about his brand, um, most people, quote unquote, start a brand, it usually stops and starts with t-shirts, hoodies, you know what I'm saying? It, you never really see a full clothing line unless you get into the big leagues, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and if you go to his his uh, Instagram, you, you'll see, you know, yeah, he has a plethora of, of pieces, man, that I, I feel are um, raw and, and should be kind of noticed on a national or international level. Um, me, myself, I'm the musical artist, um, Davey. That's my musical name. My real name is Dave. But um, musically, I go by Davey. And um, my whole movement, or my whole moniker, is the Freedom Papers um, movement, man. And um, that's it's pretty much those two brands coming together. And rather than, my initial vision was to be, you know, just a, a brand ambassador, you know what I mean? Like most times, an artist, yeah, uh, or anybody that's in the entertainment business, the first thing we grab is let me go get the the name brand designer that everybody else is wearing. You know what I mean? Right. And when the cat grab that, they feel like you can't say nothing to them. You know what I mean? Even if it's tacky as hell, if it's say Gucci, if it's say Louis, Burberry, right. like my job is done. Like I, I'm I'm ready. You know what especially, I mean? especially, especially as like an independent artist, because like number one, that's like one expense you don't have anymore. Now you got some kit, you got some gear that yeah. someone else is providing. So that's okay. One thing off the list. Yeah. So, but just the type of dude I am, I wasn't even looking at it as if, well, that's one thing I can take the gear off the list. Check that. I was just thinking, like, yeah, I can go out and buy this and, and pretty much play it the simple way and do what everybody else is doing because I mean we, we see Gucci across a person's shirt like it, it automatically um, certifies you 
You know what I mean? Whether you corny or not. You know what I mean? You, you got on Gucci. If you don't open your mouth, you automatically get a pass. Like, oh, that's a cool dude. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm a different type of dude. So I, I'd rather, if I'm gonna put anybody on a pedestal with my platform, if I'm gonna take anybody with me, I'd rather take somebody like myself, invest in his company and see it rise up the same way, you know, people are helping me like yourself. You know what I mean? You know, it's funny you say that. First followers, you know? Right, I was, I was just thinking about Alan Iverson did that with Reebok. Absolutely. Think about that. Yeah. Absolutely. There was and um Steph Curry did it with Under Armour. Absolutely. They did that, you know. And there's probably many more examples. Um I'm not sure who's with Zara, but you know Well well uh, well well like with with with, uh, with those two specific ones, I'd say those are out and out endorsements. I think what Davey is meaning like with, with uh with our rare royalty clothing is that it's like a partnership. Same with uh same with those uh those guys. Yeah, but how much is Reebok really going to give Allen Iverson if he gets hurt tomorrow? You know what I mean? For instance, like back then, like I'm sure they were thinking like, yeah. you know, we're, we're already yeah. Reebok. You know, Reebok wasn't a new company. Yeah, uh, but they're, um, they have they have stake in the company. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right, Steph, right. Steph Curry is a partial owner of Under Armour. Hmm. I'd be uh, I'd be yeah. interested to see what 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 pittance of a percentage they gave him, but I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the main point was like, was like, they all, they both could have went right. You know what I mean? Like, right, that's my point. I can easily go Nike and, and right. it's a done deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, Iverson took on Reebok where the hip hop culture wasn't even, after the 5411s, like Reebok, <laughs> Reebok was a female shoe. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, where it was. And like, and like a workout shoe, like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Fitness. LA gear, like LA gear type, you know, type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was checking for Reebok. Right. Yeah. He right. pretty much put that stamp on it. A thorough dude put a stamp on it. What I, what, I was, what I was picking up on, like what you said about Gucci, was um, uh, for anybody that watches Global Brothers podcast, like, you know, getting to know our personalities by now, um, for me, and I'm sure for Heath as well, we, 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 we look at that like um, European, Italian stuff, like the complete opposite now, man. I mean, like I know like coming up, whatever, like people was about their Tommy Hill figures and whatever else, but for me, anything that's like either completely unbranded or not in support directly of a black owned business is, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, and like, and like, and like, especially, especially them big brands, you know, like being, being all the ones who get, that they're getting found out for who they are in terms of their, like their whole blackface agenda, and whatever else they're doing that like is like completely calling them out now. Um, they never wanted us to wear their stuff anyway. Yeah, like, you know, like for them, it's just, it's just, it's just, okay, well that's extra income and like, you know, green money's green money. But like, if it was up to them, there wouldn't be no black people in their stuff. All the Italian designers, can't none of them say otherwise. It's like for someone to put Dapper Dan on and say, okay, now Dapper Dan got his own Gucci store, their hand was forced to do that completely forced to do that because before that they were suing Dapper Dan for years just for example right, yeah. I, I think too with me it's, it's like it's more of a um and I was I had my point when we do that Dapper Dan <laughs> right. I remember the story Dapper Dan so my mind yeah. is really, well the, here, here I go so the point I was going to make is I want to get I want us 
as a people to get back to the point where we realize like we made the brand we make and we determine what's cool and what's not you know what i mean it's like all of a sudden and it's probably because a lot of these artists get paid to wear that stuff so it's a check you know what i'm saying so now nah, i'm gonna wear this because i get a check but at the end of the day we really dictate what's thorough what's fly and what's not so if we could just understand it don't matter what we put on you know what i mean like if you if you if you dope and you and you a cool dude to know how to dress, people gonna automatically think it's some designer stuff just because you got it on. You know what I mean? Right. And that that's what I want to get back to. We 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 are the gold. You know what I mean? We're the product. Of it. It's very true. Yep. It's very true. We, we 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 determine what's cool for sure. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. We we set that we set that standard. The other thing I wanted to ask you, Dave, was what made you and this is going to go way back to your upbringing what made you go after um things that are non-traditional like you know how most people um i've always prided myself on on not doing what everybody else is doing yeah. you know like just 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 at least, at least stepping back i might even like it and i might even end up taking a step towards it yeah. but when everybody's going in that direction i take a step back and watch them and say eh, I don't know if I want to do that. What made you that type of guy? Uh, God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think when we come here, somewhat of our personality is, is God-given and the rest is formed based upon the people we surround ourselves with or the environment we're in. Um, but I think um, most, most leaders have this little thing inside of them that just constantly forces them to think a little bit differently you know what i mean think outside the box and, and most times those are your your trendsetters your your uh, like i say your leaders your innovators and I, I think that comes from the moment you you land you know what i mean because i it's not i can't even say that it's a it's a struggle to where part of me i want to do this but i'm like no nah, i'm gonna purposely be different like it's, it's so natural. It's like breathing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. It comes out of my and everything I do. You know what I mean? Everything I do. So I, I would say that's God put a few of us here to be that. You know what I mean? To be. So with the so with how, the music. How young, how young yeah, I, were you when you first noticed you doing those type of things? Because you grew up in Cleveland where there was. Drugs, alcohol, right way, left way, you know, do things. You could have got into anything you wanted, but you chose to pursue basketball and you can even get into that. And then of course go to college. How young were you when you decided, when you made a decision not to follow the crowd? I'm gonna tell you, it is gonna trip you out. <clears throat> I was young. I was real young. I was probably in elementary school and when I when I learned about myself was through church. I grew up with a real real religious background. So, um, in my church, I was at one of those Baptist churches where you know, any given minute a person would get up and run across the room screaming, or you know what I mean. You have a lady falling out, and you have people circled around her. Somebody take her glasses, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So, all the kids. Everybody was eager to catch what they call 
the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit with people jumping and falling and screaming. And a lot of times in that environment, you feel like something's wrong with you if you don't catch it, right. you don't get it. I was always sunk in the sea. Like, man, I'm not doing that, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I refuse, you know what I mean? Like, I, I refuse, and it, and it doesn't mean that I don't love God any less, but I'm not running across the room, I'm not screaming, I'm not jumping up, doing the dance. Like, I, it's at moments like that where I knew, like, and, and my stepdad was a pastor, you know what I mean? So, it was almost expected of me to fall in line, you know what I mean? And for me to, at that young age, make a stand like, man, I'm not doing that. And, and no, I don't desire to be a preacher either. You know what I mean? Like automatically people are like, yo, you gonna be a young preacher, yeah. So at that age, I, I realized quickly, like, huh, I'm a little bit different, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little bit different. Whether it's glory on the other side of it or not, I still won't do it just because that's what everybody's doing. That's interesting, cause, cause like, my thought of that would have been like, uh, you're supposed to not really have like a, a choice in the matter like either like it comes to you or it comes to you kind of thing and like you know like, like what you're saying about the upbringing like you know like very very similar in terms of like i grew up very religious as well and and my people was always like well like god will just talk to you when he talks to you and i'm like yeah okay but you got to believe kind of thing you know faith everything else so um uh just being open to it yeah uh, but don't you feel that through your music, it's kind of it's kind of like um, you're using that as 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 your gift, uh, more or less. Absolutely, my music is my gift. My my music is my gift, and it's my God-given gift. Therefore, I, I use it as as freely as I can. You know what I mean? And and, and you can tell by my material. So a lot of the music I make is is somewhat soulful music you know what i mean music that somewhat touches your soul in one way or another you know and, and at the theme of it all is typically always love you know what i mean very much so and what's just, up mom it's gonna welcome uh, you know a couple more people came came into the came into the uh, podcast uh, what's up peoples welcome welcome thank you for being here that's my mother down there oh word that's what's up that's what's up what's up mom I want to put on, uh, click on the um, the video so so she can just watch. Uh, everybody's got their video on. What you mean? So, no, if you click on the video, right, then it'll just yeah. You say MK, MKO Kingsley? Yeah, yeah. He's watching. Yeah, yeah I know. So, oh, so you tell uh, tell, her, tell her to click the video. Uh, maybe she's good. Maybe she's good. Man. Maybe she just want to be on there. Yeah, we roll. Okay. Good, good. You know, she like whatever I look good. What you mean? What you mean? Click my video. <laughs> no, well then she kicked then click the audio. I mean, all right. No, she's good. She's good. Yeah, okay. she's good. She's good. Um, so, so, so then the music. Then at what point did that did that become like a sense of all right? Well, I'm a songwriter. I can write my own music as well, and I can use this for, um, really getting it out like a like a um form of uh, 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 you know, catharsis like so to speak to share that gift you said at what point yeah um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you two stories so 
it's, it's funny that my mom came on the, on the line at this time. So at that moment in church, like I was in every choir that the church had, not not because I wanted to be. I, it was like you're gonna do this. Like, <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're in the men's choir. You're in the children's choir. You're in the adult choir. And you know, so I was at church maybe four days out of the week. You know what I mean? Right, word. And I remember crying, begging to to get out of it. You know and she, he finally let me out. So I still love music, but as far as singing and all, I never looked at it like that. You know what I mean? I ran as far away from it, that aspect as I could, the responsibility of it. I became more of a musical fan. You know, I love videos, I love hip hop, I love all genres of music. I ran the sports. And it's not till after I graduated college and the the aspirations of going professional started to slow down, you know, and that's that that breaking point where most athletes they either evolve and pick up a new hustle, a new a new dream, a new passion, or they fall by the wayside because they like, man, I didn't make it. Like I, I'm nothing. You know what I mean? I didn't make it. I'm nothing. Um, it's at that point that somehow, some way, that music came back into my life. And it was one of my homeboys who was rapping, and he asked me to just help write hooks. And that was the turning point to where I got back into, or that's where I got back to writing and getting back to that initial plan probably that God had for me. I, I really don't think you can escape destiny. You know what I mean? You can stall it but you can't escape it. So it, it found its way back to me. And then I think the story of how the world came to know about it was March, 2017 in Dubai. That wow. was a coming out party. Oh, wow. Tell us about that. Tell us about right. that. I was front and center for that. And um, I've heard you know, it's, it's good that uh, mom is here listening because um, even she didn't know, huh? No, nah, nobody knew. So last she knew is that crying moment as a kid, like, can I please get out the choir? You know what I mean? <laughs> After that, it was strictly basketball. And um, just to put a timeline on it for you all. So I graduated from college in 2004. I started writing probably 2005, secretly. Um, so fast forward that from 2005 to 2017 i was pushed off the ledge so that's 12 years of secretly honing my my gift and my talent 12 years like when, when you think about that like you're in education right Heath? so you know you had those 10-year plans like where you see yourself in 10 years like when you think 10 years down the line you're like man that's so long from now you know what i mean so to Sometimes it shocks me because once you're there, you're like, damn, time passed so fast. But when you're looking ahead, you're like, man, that's so far away. So just to think that I was right, there go my man Steve, y'all. <laughs> Steve in the building. Yeah, Sorry, so, I'm not. So to, to, um, to, to write in, in private and to, to kind of perfect a gift in, in 12 years, over the course of 12 years, and then... Why'd you, why'd, you, why'd you keep it private for so long? Because I was a hooper, man. I was like singing this corny. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Like, like, 
Singer. Singers get all the girls, man. ODB even said it. You got to sing to get yourself some, you know what? Whooper <laughs> get the girls too, man. Right, Hooper right. The girls go hand in hand. So I was good. <laughs> I was good in that area. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know what? I, I, I didn't like I didn't like all what I call it is chin music. Okay. With cats, people like, oh, oh, yeah. right. that was never my style. Right. So it's like, I didn't feel like I can be the same dude, you know, squaring up, getting buckets, and still be like, oh, yeah. like it didn't go together to me. It was going to be a hit on my cool, my cool resume. So I was like, ah, I just keep this singing stuff in private. So I got a question. So. And this is tying into, uh, and we're going to introduce our, our brother, uh, Stephen Anthony, soon. But I want to say this and, and, and tie him in. When you guys met, uh, Dave, you talked about him thinking something, you thinking something, and neither of you guys expressing it to one another to a later date. Yeah. And you waited 12 years to jump off the ledge because of something that you even thought about, right? So there was some barrier in your way. And the word ego, I've been, I've been you know, reading up and watching a lot of uh, YouTube clips on the word ego. And basically it's just barriers that many, many of us, especially men, black men if you want to be specific, put in our way. Um, do you regret not introducing yourself and, 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 and approaching Steve? And also, do you regret the 12 years of not jumping out there? Any of it. Right. So, that's a, that's a good question because it, it taps into what I've learned that what's supposed to happen does and it will when it's supposed to happen. So. In my mind, right? Like in our mind, it's like once you come up on some greatness, you're like, damn, I wish I could have had this longer or earlier. Like, you know what I mean? So we, we pretty much are at that point, we're willing to forfeit the process that we went through. We're willing to sacrifice the process for the sake of, man, I could have got this earlier, right? Forgetting that the process has really prepared us for that moment. So. You got two ways of looking at it. I could look at it like, damn, I stalled for 12 years. Or I could look at it as I, I mastered my craft over the course of 12 years so that when that moment arrived, I was ready. ready. So let's say I, I went against the grain and I jumped out there early, earlier than I was supposed to. Who knows how that plays out, right? But all I know is March 2017, uh, I can't even call myself a local artist because nobody knew I did music. So you're saying a nobody, a John Doe, has his coming out party in Dubai, of all places, in front of Americans, in front of uh, UAE citizens, and in front of Ethiopians. So to me, that was a divine day of arrival because that alone automatically took me out the local talent pool and made me an international singer. Because now I have a following in Dubai, I have a following in Ethiopia. So to me, like God couldn't have drew that up 
any better. You know what I mean? Me coming out 12 years prior to that probably could have forfeited all of that. You know what I mean? So, so um, I've, I've I've heard the story before, and he to show me the video, but he never told me that was your first time performing. I wasn't even supposed. To, I was going to Dubai just to be a groomsman. That 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 blows my mind right there because I seen the whole joint and that looked like like cinematic. It looked like something like you know you could do a movie about you know straight up like yeah um just from start to finish and like you know how it all happened and like the big reveal and all that. I, I'm 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 completely surprised, brother. Like that was that was that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was dope, really. Yeah, oh. and that's and that's where that's where that history of basketball, that competitiveness, okay. that I ain't gonna never let you punk me. Like all that, all, right. all those all those years, 20 plus years of basketball end up really preparing me for what God had for me anyway. You know what I mean? Because I tell anybody, I was nervous as shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, my initial plan was to sneak the song to the DJ just let him throw it in the mix at the reception. Right. But I, I, I wasn't even confident, man. Like, I'm like, man, this song may, you know, mess up the whole vibe. And I know for those of y'all that know Heath, man, he's a detail-oriented dude. So the thought of, of sneaking something in and it bombed, I wouldn't even been able to face it. You know what I mean? He was like, where, where the hell that come from? Like, like I had everything planned out. How this song even, you know what I mean? So that nervousness made me ask him for his blessing. And uh, when he heard it, it was like, you gonna miss your moment if you don't perform this song. And at that point, my, my nutsack dropped to my feet. <laughs> I was like, performing, what? Like. That's crazy, man. I'm sure, I'm, sure, um, I'm sure some people listening is gonna find that as like a real, uh, you know, real inspiration as well. Um, and you know, uh, that bridges over to another question that we always ask our guests to come on because we are called Global Brothers Podcast. It's yeah. um, and it's all about people um, inspiring, you know, living an inspiring life that like has gone global. So you found your success globally after living in the states for like your whole life, and then you didn't yeah. even, like really like showcase your talents in terms of like musically until you went global mm. so what 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 did that even feel like to be somewhere else uh shining on that kind of big stage man it was the most electrifying feeling i ever had um it was like dropping 50 you know what i mean dropping 50 against your rival and that's rare steven and that's rare, that's rare. <laughs> Yes, sir. Let's let's bring in and, and thanks for um, being patient, brother Stephen Anthony from Rare Clothing. Um, we introduced you earlier. Uh, we're happy to have you on Global Brothers Podcast. We apologize for this quarantine session. One of these days, we'll be meeting face to face. Hopefully, you got to come over there. I told him not. Yeah, <laughs> we have some other people in the room. We actually have a, a international recording artist. Uh, who is a dear brother and friend of ours, uh, a Nigerian or a Dubai-based uh, Nigerian singer and songwriter, does a lot of other things. His name is MKO. So he's also getting to know your story, Davey. And we want to know a little bit about you as well, Mr. Steven. How did how did your clothing line, you know, uh, 
come about, what, what inspired it, and then also tell us what you were thinking about in, in regards to your new partner. Um, well, to, to speak on how it started, clothing was just something I was always into. You know, even as a kid, I just, I liked all the flat clothes. You know, even when I couldn't afford them, I would I would draw my graffiti, my guys with the, with the fly clothes on. So it was something that I was always into. You know, as I got older, you know, instead of spending my money in, 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 the, in the local stores, I said, you know, one day I, I want to make my own stuff, you know. So, hey, I just went went with it. You know, it took some time. Some things were scrapped, a lot of scrapped uh, items, a lot of things, no goes, but just, I just stayed with it. You know, just, it was one of my passions. Art is one of my passions. And I feel like, you know, fashion and art are synonymous, you know, so. There it is. And as far as with Dave, the first time I seen Dave, it was just it was just something different about him. We never even spoke. It was in the picture and, and what he was wearing, it just it just it caught my eye. And that's not that's not normal for me. I'm usually a, you know, all right, who is keep going? And I said, who is this guy? So a couple of months later we do an interview. And uh, it was my first time, well, my second time meeting him. We sit down during the interview, and, and as I'm talking, I could tell he was engaged. And as I'm talking, I'm kind of talking to him. Right. So I'm answering the questions from everyone around the panel. I'm more focused on talking to him. Of course, he don't know this because it's all in my mind. I'm, I'm like, man, I, I want to get this dude's attention. There's something about him that kind of reminded me of myself, you know. So we spoke a couple times and we were supposed to meet a couple times. It, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't happen until one day I reached back out to him. I said, hey, man, I like what you're doing and, and let's get together. Let's not put this off. And we got together and here we are, you know. It's, 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 this is only the beginning. But yeah. That's dope. Well, I'm, we were, I'm enamored by your uh, clothes, man. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not really a fashion guy, but I do like fly things. I got a couple pieces. And when I look <laughs> at you, uh, when I, well, there's some fashion guys on, in this group, you know, with MK. You're right. And, you know, he, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. With, with the dandy, you got to check him out too, man. You know, you okay. guys are some fly brothers, but I try to, you know, but when I seen your, um, your clothing line, I was very impressed. I mean, it was almost Thank like, Dave plus you, I just gave it a stamp of approval and just started just from where I am, started trying to promote it as much as possible. So that's why we told Dave, we say, hey man, we definitely want to get to know you as well. So. Oh, that's greatly appreciated, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, like I said, it just was just an easy fit, you know. Steven, tell, tell, the limit. tell us uh, tell us a bit on the name, because like at first, like I. I guess like circa 2017, I seen like you know on your Instagram it was called Royalty, and then uh, and then I started seeing Rare yeah. after that. So where did where did that change come in, and where does that where does that hook up? Oh, actually, Rare is just the uh, a branch from the Royalty Company. Royalty is the, the name of my company, so that's why my my Instagram is Royalty Co Royalty Company dot S A Stephen Anthony, which is my name. Right. So Royalty is the company. Rare is the got you got you um the name it actually uh just being called different you know all my life you know i grew up in the, in the hood you know i i was in the trenches but 
always decided to go left. I always did the different thing. You know, I was always called different from my, from in my household, school, whatever the, whatever the case may be. I was always called different and I hated it. I hated it until one day my mom said, no, you need to embrace that. Yeah. You're different. You're rare. You need to, you need to embrace that. So I'm doodling in my notepad and I'm using all these different, you know, synonyms for, for, for different, you know, unique and all these different words until I just drew out the word rare. And it just stuck with me. And I said, I'm, I'm running with this. You know, for all the people who call me different, y'all gonna wear this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Charge you $5 for that too. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's where it came from. You know, wanting people to embrace being different. You know, being different is not bad. It's, it's actually a great thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, uh, flipping you're flipping through your Instagram. There's so many like dope images, and I, I guess um, brand ambassadors, so to speak, or at least people that love to wear the brand. Because like you just like see, yeah. you know how like they like produce their swagger, and that's from like kids to like you know women to like you know brothers, you know on there. So everybody's kind of like you know repping that you know repping that field, and it feels like it feels very it feels very urban, it feels very hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it is hip hop. That's 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 one of my first loves is hip hop. So is hip hop is always going to be tied into to whatever I'm doing somehow, you know. So yes, that's what's up. You, um, what's the mission? What's the what's the goal? Um, overarching goal. Uh, we 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 interviewed a, a girl, uh, a lady named Marsha Fry. She um, has a magazine an online magazine called out and about style and okay. we asked her the same question and her magazine is paperless it's online but she said that when she wants to see her magazine and this this really knocked us blew us away she said she wants it in the back of the airplane uh seats mm. her magazine and i was like wow that's gonna you know in you know weekly or monthly edition of her magazine in the back of airplane seats your line of clothing, where do you want, want it to go? How far? I would love to see my, my, my items in, in a Macy's or, you know, stores of that nature, you know, or, or you know, you, 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 you scrolling online and you see the, the latest ad of, of, of the Royalty Rare collection, you know, on, on, your, on your Facebook or, or even a TV commercial. You know, I, I want it to be known. I want it to be in the store, you know, just as well as the polo or, uh, Nautica, you know, I want to be on the same level. They did it. They started from the bottom. I know all their stories. I've, I've researched them. It just takes the work and, and you know, giving, giving the people what they want. So that's that's what I want to be. That's where I want to be. Hmm. Wow. You're on your way, brother, because you have some really nice stuff. And even like like we, we, we looked at your Instagram once again. I can't. I mean, I was all through it. I think oh, one day uh, Dave and I will tell you. Yeah, it's what people want to wear as well. Yes, yeah. it's a, a comfort fit. Um, I think your price point—I'm not sure—but it appears that your price point will be affordable. Yes, to a lot of people. So, good luck with that, man. Definitely. Thank you. Hey, I just want—I just want—I just want to bring up uh, two two really dope pictures that um that I seen on the well, three 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 in particular really dope when <laughs> I seen on the gram, and that's uh. Will Chamberlain, you know, you got yes. him like holding the rare joints. He put rare on there, which is super dope. Great idea. Obviously, you know, Will is, I think, the only player still in history like to drop 100. 
um, in a yeah. game. Uh, so that's rare, obviously. And um, uh, yeah, Basquiat, which, uh, you know, Basquiat was like an anomaly, uh, you know, in his lifetime, like with art. Um, and now only recently have we seen with uh, rappers like Jay-Z and like certain others coming of age to realize the value of art and collecting art that, yes. you know, that's the highest piece of art to be collected uh, in terms of contemporary art, Basquiat. So again, yes. you know, like uh, uh, attaching that to the rare label. So I think, I think even more than what's in a name, it's like what's in what you're uh, um, aligning your brand with. So like those kind right. of figures and those kind of images, is like really dope. Like you know, going down that path as well. Um, uh, I appreciate. What's like what's like the future of that? Like, are you looking for more of like that 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 kind of rare? Uh, uh, as far as too. Yes, that's 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 actually uh, a collection off the collection, the royalty fair yeah. uh, legacy collection. Um, yes, yeah, so I am going to be doing more. But to speak on that Wilt Chamberlain, which is 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 crazy because I came up with that idea as I was sleeping. Word. Uh, yeah, I woke up and I said, "Okay, I got this." And I put the rare in the in the one hundred. And I didn't want to do it at first. I didn't know how people would take it. And I put it out there, and and they loved it. And as far as the Basquiat, I took up art. You know, as as a as a kid, I took art classes at the art museum and things like that. So Basquiat was someone that I was always familiar with. But but back to what I said about being different, I never wanted to let my friends know that I even knew anything about this. You know, back in the, in the 90s, you know, after he passed away or even during the late 80s, I never wanted to let my friends know that I even knew anything about a John Michelle Basquiat or Andy Warhol because now I'm not really gonna call me weird. You know what I mean? So that's something that I knew about as a teenager. But to hear the rappers speak about it and I, and I see where they were going with it. All right, it's okay to 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 let people know that you into this because he was definitely rare. Right. He writing his Sam sayings on the walls and that's all I'm doing. I'm 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 spraying my my logo on everyone. Just like he was spraying on the walls, you know. That's one of my inspirations, Basquiat. So throughout this, throughout this, uh, and thanks for sharing that, brother. Mm. Throughout this, uh, this difficult time, we'll call it a challenging time we're having in, in, around the world. What are some of the conversations that you and Dave are having uh, as we go forward? And then we, of course, have to face a new normal, possibly on the other side of this. You want, you want me to grab that one, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's funny you uh, you asked that, man. Um, so you got two visionaries together. And, and if you listen to his story, and then you play back mine, you see, you find all those similarities, how, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, it was almost like they was on a crash course. You know what I mean? Um, so our minds work a lot alike. So I got all these ideas, he got all these ideas. The excitement, like we just launched the announcement, like we merging, then boom, <laughs> quarantine, <laughs> quarantine, you know what I'm saying? And with fashion, with music, anything, or, or just with product, you know what I mean? You have to be sensitive to the climate. And 
had a lot of these ideas and you know what I mean? And at one point, I was about to place an order for the new shipment of hats, the Freedom Papers collection of hats. And I, I was buying, you know, I had three pair of shoes in the cart <laughs> so we can get ready for the photo shoot and shit like that. And it was like, like, bruh, like, like cats is focused on getting in the grocery store and getting back in the house. Like, people ain't shopping right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people were worried about staying alive. So to, to push push a product down somebody's throat at this time, I was like, man, that's probably not a good look. You know what I mean? So it, it forced me, which is hard, to kind of sit back and chill. But then I, I tapped into, and Steve can, kind of go into his own personal way of coping. But now it's pretty much like I'm back in that 12 year perfection period where I'm just secretly honing, you know what I mean? And, and I'm sure that's what, what Steve is doing too, like man, in, in, in stillness, you create, you know what I mean? You can't announce it yet, but when the smoke clears, we should come out Guns blade like Yosemite Sam. You know what I mean? <laughs> bang, bang, bang. We, yep. did, we have all type of stuff we roll yep. now. Yep. How about you, brother Steve? It's it's somewhat the same. You know, um, I still I still do some promoting, you know, on my page. Just to keep keep the audience, you know, because a lot of people they all they're doing is scrolling. You know, the phones just is they have. So I, I still do a lot of promoting and uh, posting pictures and things like that. But as far as like the new products, you know, like Dave said, it's just one of those things that you keep it in the vault, you know, and, and, and during this time, you, you you know, you do a lot of thinking and, and a lot of creating and, you know, I bounce things off him. He bounces things off me. You know, we, we talk at least four or five times a week, whether it's text or a call, and we just, you know, hey, when, when this ends, what we'll, we'll be going to drop first? Because right. Lord willing, this ends soon, you know. So that's basically, you know, what I'm doing. You know, I have a lot of things other than with the collection with Dave. You know, I have a, uh, I played I played football, so that's one of my gloves also. Uh, so I have a line of, of performance wear. You know the receiver gloves and the, the tights and things like that, and I can't wait to drop that. But I can't do nothing right now because you know we 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 at a standstill. So you just keep those ideas and you keep that stuff fresh in your mind. Keep your audience, you know, interested, whether it's pictures or stories here and there. And when it's over, just be ready. You know, as you um as you brothers were talking about, just like you know the the, uh, the uh, coping the coping methods behind it, you know, like working behind the scenes, you can kind of consider quarantine to be a rare time. You know, like this is not usual. This is not regular. You know, people like are starting to say the new normal. Well, I, I, I would, I would kind of like, you know, rally against that and say, this is just a rare time, but you know, we're getting to do this. Yeah. So like it can't, it can't, it can't be a new normal if you're going to get through something. But like exactly. to, to to play off the strength of a rare time coming out of that on the other end stronger, I think I think you guys can use as like, you know, somewhat somewhat as like inspiration, like, you know, within your line as well, with 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 like, you know, playing off the name recognition. 
Yes, of course, of course. She, she, she could be put a put a you know put a big old put a big old COVID uh you know that big COVID ball thing. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> COVID on the t-shirt, like you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few few people doing that. You know, with COVID versus everybody. You know, shirts like that. You know, I, right. I'm, I'm hoping. I don't have to do that. I want that. Right, right, right. I don't even want to touch that. We don't want to touch that. <laughs> oh, I ain't making go that go left thing again. Yeah. Uh, I'm not making rare masks. I'm trying to get it out of the mask era. You Word. Know? Word. Um, actually, yeah, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was talking to somebody about like, well, you know, like what's what's travel going to look like and all these other things in terms of like, you know, people having like, you know, movement papers even. Um, which again, with... Um, with uh, Davey, like your Freedom Papers joint, it's crazy because that stuff's prophetic, man. It's prophetic. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, uh, like I show you guys this real quick. It's um, so like you know, certain places in Africa that you go to, you gotta have this yellow book. Yeah, and this is for, like vaccines. Vaccines that they Carry say it with you need it. Pete, 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 though, right? They say that you need this in Africa. I've been there many times. You don't need this. I only had to get it one time. I had to get it one time and because like some guards wanted money. It's like pretty much the secure, the, the um, like guys between uh, Kenya and Tanzania, they wanted to get there. And they're like, yeah, where's your yellow book at? I'm like, I don't need that. You know, like, you know, boom, here's the, you know, here's the whole American passport thing. Like, uh, okay, you know, he went over talked to his superiors, came back over like, nah, we gotta give you a shot right now. Said so we have what? to. What? Yeah. And then they had to like, you know, do that. And then they gave me this book. Oh, I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, or, word, word, exa exactly. But peep. Like, replace money with like chipping and control and all that. I mean, I didn't try and go too, too, um, right. um, you know what I mean, on it, but that's a real thing right now. And it's been a real thing getting around country in Africa. So now for people just to go from point A to point B, it's like, word, like, what is this? What is the bigger picture of this whole thing? And it's definitely not going to look like how it was before. So even though it's not going to be like, word, quarantine is normal, like, people are going to have to get out sooner or later. But what is that going to look like? What do we have to have on us to prove that we good? You know, like think about think about live performances. Even are we going to be able to have live performances and like big shows and concerts anymore? Are no people going to be able to like be in close proximity anymore? Are, are like there's like so many like ifs and like what does that mean? What do we have to do for that? Um, and I think like a lot of my like like friends are in the art space and creative space, and I'm just like as creatives like. What is the future of creativity look like? And you said, and you said, you said about the bats. Yeah, I was hoping MKL chime in, man. Yeah, I was. I was actually gonna say something to Marlon regarding the yellow yellow card thing. Right. Um, just wanted to clarify that. Well, yeah. that yellow card is for the yellow fever. Mm. So, and it's required when you go to specific places that have the yellow fever. So the shot is to give you a bit of the virus, which makes you immune to the yellow fever when you arrive in, in such countries. You get me? So it's a vaccine, really. And, um, and you need it when you go to places like Malaysia. Uh, 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 yeah, you definitely need it. Yeah. Yeah, and when you go to places like uh, even India, and then and then in Africa is in places like in the West, like Nigeria, Ghana, um, and then um, and East as well. Do you get me? Uh, so that's just what it is. The yellow card is the certificate 
proof that you've been given that uh, vaccine. You get me? And when you arrive and you don't have it, they have the option to actually give you the vaccine on the spot. Or, you know, you just, you know, do the other way, which is putting money in someone's pocket, which is the wrong way. Because ideally, you're supposed to have that shot as good as so you can yeah. pay, you can pay, and they'll let you pass rather than take the vaccine. Illegal. Right? Well, but that's illegal. So if you if you meet someone who is a very strict immigration officer, they wouldn't let you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I just um, I, and in your case uh, with an American passport, you don't need. You only get a visa on arrival. Do you get me? But the yellow fever is something you have to do prior to. Um, arriving in Kenya and I think uh, Keith when you went to Ghana didn't you um, have one yeah I got mine in Dubai it was about 40 bucks yeah 40 American 40 bucks. Dollars. and it lasts yeah. a lifetime so you get it once so it lasts a lifetime yeah. so that yellow card yeah. that you showed you just keep it inside your passport so yeah. if you go back and forth to Africa and somebody asks you you just say yeah and then you go so it's only it's a one-time shot you had to take the one-time shot, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, um, yeah. uh, like a vaccination for the babies to get. It's just a yellow fever. It took like two yeah. minutes. Mm -hmm. $40. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to clarify that and I'll let you guys carry on and I'm just going to be in the background. I wanted you to talk about Marlon's question where he said, how do you see as an artist, what 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 does that look like for us moving forward? You know what I mean? Yeah, cause that's the cause that's the big thing that like I'm I'm really I'm really meaning towards that. Like I would have shown you guys that as an example of just what's already out there, not really to dispute what it's for or what it does or what have you. Right. But in terms of what does the new uh, normal look like when we get through this process of now what? Yeah. I mean, you're you're completely um, you're, you're right. I just wanted to clear the yellow uh, the yellow fever just for the you know for for C as well or, or and um, uh, Dave in case they ever want to go to places like that in Africa. These are things they need to be aware of. Now, um, uh, and again, you know the guy called Dangote. Um, Dangote is good friends with um, uh, Bill Gates and who apparently is one of the richest people in africa now he was going to angola right for a government related uh conference and he has investments in angola and everything but then even though he has uh, a diplomatic passport he arrived in angola and they gave him a hard time and people of different race would never have the same you know Issues. And he's saying to them that, look, this is what I'm here for. These are the investments I've made in Angola. But at the same time, he was treated, you know, a certain way. So I hear what you're saying about how difficult it is in Africa to get into Africa. And it's also the same within, for Africans as well going to places in Africa or to set up shops in Africa. Do you get me? So um, you're, you're totally correct. Now, in terms of um, artists, of uh, the, the way forward personally there was um uh there was an interview which i was meant to do and i was telling the guy how these days artists need to you know they need to see beyond being a creator 
they need to see they need to understand that as a creative there is a there is a lifespan and you are a part of a community which means as you grow older and evolve your community and your crowd grow along with you so how do you ensure that you maintain your standards with your followers or people who are part of your journey and grow along with them and ensure that as you continue in your quest of a as a creative do you then grow along with them or you keep doing the same thing that you were doing when you were of a certain age so in my case what i've done is apart from being an artist you know i run art fusion night which is something that appeals to a certain you know um age age bracket as well as people who intend to see beyond um like younger generations who intend to be at a, where they want to see themselves in, in 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 a few years being a part of our community gives them that uh uh that drive to want to do more you know does that make sense so from yeah so you're talking about so, like a diversification so sorry you're talking about like a diversification to like diversify what like like what you're doing yeah and you you got to have to be diverse and not just focus on um if it's music that you make or yeah. is it you know uh is it fashion if right now um you know I'm designing for 21 year olds I'm just saying for example and these are my you know my my community as I grow older than artists am I looking at ensuring that these 21 year olds remain my kind even in their 40s and their 50s you get me and the new gener and the and the generation after would they also follow along which is what the likes of uh Adidas has done you know um when you when you see i mean the people who rock Adidas these days in the 70s and in the 60s in the 50s then you still find the young generation these days still tapping into that market you get me so that's that, what i was that yeah so, so, so that, that's where i that's where yeah go on yeah cuz i think though that 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 what you're saying has been true even before the age of covid so um I think what 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 the pivot the pivot area is now is everything mm-hmm. you're saying that we cannot do during this quarantine how can you turn mm-hmm. around after it and just say that okay um it's all called off back to normal now it's all good this is what I'm getting at whereas uh right as 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 artists we got to look at now like what is what is going to be our pivot mechanisms both both from well like definitely from a, from a, from a performing perspective i mean i know there's like lots of options uh, in terms of like online stores for like you know for mm-hmm. instance you know i'm sure i'm sure steven can like you know still sell his stuff online you know no issues i think the main thing mm-hmm. with that is that like you know do you really want to advertise, advertise during this time um mm-hmm. And, and 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 have and yeah have, i think that's what your initial question pertains to yeah yeah cuz you don't want to you don't how want to is it, how's our process affected due to the covid-19 right like, right right what does it look like moving forward that that's what i think the initial question was we we kind of drift yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah 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 
Yeah, MKL. Like, like, for instance, like singing wise, you know, you can, you can, you can still perform. Uh, you know, obviously, like people, people have been doing lives on Instagram and, you know, having like sessions, etc. And like I said, like, you know, like with like you and Stevens, uh, in a partnership, you can still like push things online. But with the rest of the world being on quarantine, are people ready to be in that space? Are they ready to be in the retail space? I mean, I know me, for instance, like, you know, I'm not really shopping. I'm not thinking about buying stuff right now. I'm thinking about like, yo, when are we getting out of this to like even like get back to that place? So, so just like, just I think the question right now is like, just like survival as an artist, like what does that look like for you right. guys in particular? So like yourself and Steven right now during this time, not even after per se, but right now, what are you doing to survive as an artist? I mean, right now, man, I'm personally, man, I'm at the drawing board trying to figure it out, man. And um, this is, this is like, I mean, for everybody on here that's an athlete, like you can have a, a great game plan, but when there's certain parts of the game where your instincts are the only thing that you can rely on, you know what I mean? Like nobody has a blueprint as to how this is going to look. Nobody has a crystal ball. So you kind of just have to see how things are, are going and, and, and make a split decision. And, and you know, you, you, there's no perfect way. Like for me, because I'm not a mainstream artist yet, I don't have radio and I, I can't depend on streams. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when I release new music, the only true way I recoup um, a benefit from making new music is when I have my release parties. You know what I mean? Right. So that's got me back to the drawing board because it's like if I let new music go, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna get some streams, but as we all know, it takes a million something streams to to even see any real revenue. Right. And if you unless you're on the radio, you know what I mean. That that's that's pretty hard. So I, I'm trying to kind of figure it out, you know, in, in this little period where things are kind of stagnant. And I haven't come up with anything yet, but I'm still yeah. like. Yes, Should I let music go? Should I hold on to it? Because nobody knows when this is going to end. And even when it do end, are people going to be eager to meet in crowds? Like you said, it's tough. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah Stephen, what do you think? Well, for me, it's strange. Strangely enough, uh, with all this going on, I think my sales has increased. Okay just strange you know you would think that most people would want to hold on to what they have you know you have a lot of layoffs which i just had to administer some layoffs here myself for the company that i work for uh people are still buying they're still sending me the dm and sending the money I, it's it's actually more than the normal because i guess people are on their phones because there's nothing else for them to do you know, uh, it, and it's strange because I was expecting, you know, like a, a, a lull and everything, you know, for things to drop off. But past two weeks, two to three weeks, things has, has increased. And I, I feel like it's strange, you know, because myself, I'm, I'm watching everything, you know, because we don't know what's, what's going to happen. But 
people are still buying. You know, where they're wearing it to, I, I, I don't <laughs> You know what I mean? They they, they go <laughs> selfies and take the selfies in the backyard or whatever right. and send them to me. Right, you know. right. Definitely. So people trying to get they're trying to get fresh and rare for when they bust out of this COVID nineteen. I mean, and I and I did uh, I had posted something on my page and said, "What are you, you know, what are you going to come out with when when this right. is all said? Right. What are you going to wear?" Uh, I'm definitely sensitive to the issue, but. The people still, you know, what am I supposed to do if they if they say they want this, and they, they want they, that. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, yeah, most most definitely, you, you definitely shouldn't turn that down, and that and that's a you know, that's a blessing that like you are you are even busier now than you know before. You know, that's a blessing for sure. Um, somebody somebody mentioned like yeah, like you know that that day we're talking about like you know when we come out, what's that first weekend gonna look like? Someone said, well, that's going to be like, you know, like quarantine day. You know, you got training day, so yeah. like quarantine day. You know, like, Yo, I'm free. Word. Let's, let's, let's go club. Yeah. Let's go do whatever. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, if that was the issue in the first place, all of a sudden everything's all good and you're just going to let everybody go. It's like, huh. Yeah. That's why I'd be thinking that there's like a bigger thing at play. Something ain't right. Yeah. Something been ain't right. But I mean, that's right. what I want to I want to stay on this topic real quick because uh, MKO kind of got my head around. And, I, and MKO, correct me if I'm wrong. When you were speaking, for some reason, I caught you reversing what you do. And I can see ways where Davey and uh, Steven can go take steps in this, in this quarantine, in our situation right now take steps towards their fan base and their consumer base. Is that what you, MKO, was that what you were talking about? Not sure. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, he say that again? Were you, when, when you were speaking, for some reason I was catching a vibe that, and, I, and I've watched you work, of course, I know what you're doing, but basically reversing, like people say, okay, I'm an I'm a MKO fan, I'm an MKO follower, but now in this, time of stagnation and this time of uncertainty you have gone and take, taken steps towards your fan base in order to keep them in order to keep them engaged in order to show them hey i'm still here how are you doing you know yeah. what i mean like we and i could see yeah that or, or 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 my brother steve from royalty clothing via instagram via facebook reaching out to the fans saying hey I'm still here. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing it in public service announcements and things like that. Um, that's exactly what I meant, but obviously I didn't catch the actual the actual question that it's in relation to um, COVID nineteen. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Like as a brand, as you go along, are you going along with your audience, your current audience? And the, and the next generation to come, are you going to take them along with you? And the reason I say that is like the current situation now, um, as a performer, I make money by, you know, traveling, going on tours, hosting events and hosting concerts, right? And I'm not at that level where my music gets like a million streams, just like they, uh, they said, where I can say, right, right, I can make a living off that. Do you get me? So what I'm doing now is, I'm working closely with brands uh, like the Hennessy, for example, where I use my Instagram live as a means to also um, put Hennessy on my platform and I get paid for that. So it, it goes beyond now seeing myself as an artist. Like what else can I do using my platform? 
Um, and hence why I created Socially Up Close. And I spoke to Marlon as well before you know I went live on this. Uh, the last time I brought uh, a chef on my Instagram live to teach people how to uh, make specific cuisine in you know 20 minutes. And we had a lot of people who were viewing that at the time, which gave a lot of uh, awareness to of the sport for Hennessy. Even though Hennessy is a big brand, UAE is not their biggest market, right? Um, and then we have Ramadan coming up as well. And I'm reaching out to other brands who are going to be doing home TikToks to get on my platform so we could get on the Instagram live. I can put, you know, I can put ads on my Instagram and it's no longer about just being a performer. It, it becomes, you know, using my platform as a means for advertising as well. And I can get paid for that. Because most of the online concerts that you see these days are free. People are not paying for that. You know, every, everyone is doing free performances on YouTube, free this on Instagram, on Zoom, you name it. You get me? So, um, you know, what I'm doing right now is just see myself as a brand and not just as an artist. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm working on. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, collaborations are key, and 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 um, you know, with you guys already have your collaboration, you know, Dave and uh, Stephen, um, it it might just be yeah, reaching out to like that 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 like other brand that's like something else to like put in line with that. So in terms of, like sitting on that new music, uh, Davey, um, maybe there's something during this time when you have. Because look, people's attention is captive. It's arrested. Like, we got nothing else to do, bruh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give us some new music right now. <laughs> like, don't wait for, like, you know, it to, it's like end. And then it's like everyone puts out new stuff because they assume, like, okay, now people are going to be out and wanting to buy. Like, people, people are looking to consume things right now. Just like, you know, like Steven's example of, like, people buying even new gear. Where are they wearing it to? We don't even know. But at least with new music, we know that for sure. We can listen to new stuff right now. Shoot, I'm I'm like rewatching old series I seen years ago just because I ain't got nothing to do. Yeah. So like you know what music will be dope. You know what? I, I don't think that uh, if you want to take D Nice or even the Teddy Rally or these other you know guys, uh, DJ Premier RZA, if we weren't in the house, they wouldn't have a hundred thousand. Heck no. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they would have they would have a group of people on Instagram watching them. But I think the um, Teddy Riley, uh, who else did he go? Babyface. Yeah. It was a, almost a half a million people. Oh, yeah, it was a half. It was over a half. I mean, that's that's insane. I watch it. So close to real big three lanes. <laughs> yeah, we're all here to watch it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and watch it. Yeah. Wow. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, hey, let's, hey, let's talk. Let's talk. Can we? Can we all? Go ahead. Request our clothing, man, real quick. You know, what I mean, I want to put it in. I'm just not meeting Stephen, but you know, I need me a shirt, man. Come on, man. Hey, be, you know, we gotta get the dandy in one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, man. Definitely. Hey, Steve, you got, you got, you gotta go to the dandy. You gotta go to his page, man. Uh, chill, 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 chill. Okay. <laughs> go he, he's definitely gonna inspire something. You go, all right, I got something for this guy. Okay. I, I will. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Uh, all right, Steven uh, and Dave. So I run a platform called Art Fusion, right? And here in UAE, what we do is we showcase artists 
like fine artists, um, as well as designers, comedians, and the list goes on. So think about a one-stop shop where everyone come out to enjoy organic entertainment by creatives who are not like super, super famous. Um, and, and in between that, we also have established artists who show up to our platform to sort of talk about their journey and how um, they were able to get to wherever they are. And if they had a platform like Artesian, like for example, at the early stages of their career, maybe it would have helped help them you know grow faster yeah. now we initially we were gonna have like a massive fashion show in september this year <laughs> but all obviously all of that is gonna change and so we're looking at maybe somewhere in december and everything i'll give you guys i'll give you guys i'll reach out to you you know obviously uh through the right channel like Keith and the rest of them send you our you know brochures and what we've done and if in the future, when all of these dies out and we want to have our next event, I'll give you guys a shout and see if there's something you guys would be interested in to be part of our fashion show in Dubai. You get me? Oh, um, of we've been doing our yeah, we've been doing our fusion night for about three years. Um, our last collaboration was with the government and of the UAE, and uh, we're really pleased that we've been able to get such people's attention. But at the stage we are, a lot of people have sort of tried to replicate the concept. But because we've been here slightly longer, we've been able to maintain our reputation. But it's time to take it to the, you know, optimum level, which is when the event we had planned for September comes into play. Well, we're still going to have it, but it will most likely be towards the end of the year, say, for example, December. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to you guys and see if there's something you might be interested in. Absolutely. Yes, I, yes, I, I can't wait to get back over there, honestly, man. It, 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 it really, I think it's going to be surreal, you know. I, I thought about it multiple times. It's almost like a coming home party, you know what I mean? Picture that, you know what I mean? Dubai is a coming home party, but I, I can't wait. Hey, man, um, you see the shirt right here, uh, Davey Home. Home. Yeah. Give yeah. me my brother Heath right there. Yeah. I've been reading it all, uh, all interview. I keep reading Every time so about Africa right there. So like I just wanna leave you guys with this, like have this like be our last topic because like, we've been been off been, been off for a minute. Um but um we 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 are home home is an interesting uh standpoint and like uh segue for us to bring up here you know, towards the end to wrap up. Um because like what all of us on the call and uh you know I'm not sure about your mom, but I'm sure like you know she's thought about it as well in terms of like where is home like where like you know like where do we feel we belong and um often like you know heath and i even mko like you know come around to like this conversation of just like we want to help to build what's like this like renaissance that's happening in africa right now like yeah. they're, 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 there's just there's just like an energy a vibe there that you guys wouldn't believe you know and, and it's and it's and it's truly gonna inspire you as well i'm sure like you know like like when you guys come too but um, it's something that we can start to think about from now. And to be honest, like you guys there in like Cleveland and the U.S. in general, like the diaspora is going to play a big part in this. You guys have a big part to play. Um, I see myself right now as a bridge between the two being, uh, you know, based in Dubai, traveling to Africa, but having that like, you know, like the state's background and like knowing people there, but just to encourage them to say, yo, we got we got options, you know, like 
the block or even hitting it big on Times Square in New York or like a billboard here, that's not that's not it. You know what I mean? Because at, at the end of the day, we don't own any of those spaces. But right. Africa is the place whereas you can do like a small investment. You could bring your clothing brand. You could bring various brands over there to the to these to these various countries that are on the upswing, and be ten times bigger than you could ever be in the states. So we're just like trying to show people as well through Global Brothers podcast that you know Heath with education, MKO with his artistry and with his brands and um, you know events. Um, you know you brother, what you're doing, whatever you're doing. Acon said it before as well, like too. Whatever you're doing, you can do it 10 times bigger in Africa. And like now's the time that that's like on the come up and on the upswing. So we just want to like put that to you as well. And 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 like, you know, let you know that like that, 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 that's that's the next level. That's where it's popping right now. Man, Dandy, I'm, I'm here for all of it, man. Like I told Steve, I mean, we made a pact when we came together, man, that we, we wouldn't place any limitations upon ourselves you know what i mean and i'm just knowing him now and i'm sure he know me we probably thinking the same thing now like you saying that little stuff like i'm already in africa i'm already, i'm there like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. you talking but i'm there like i, I ain't even look at your face i'm i'm daydreaming right now so i'm waiting i want to um before we close and before you know if, if we have any te technical difficulties god forbid i want everybody to salute um a lady in the room who's behind a lot of this let's give her some love miss beverly johnson mm -hmm. mom mom dude wait baby right <laughs> That's the reason you're here mom dude <laughs> Yeah, big shout out, mom. <laughs> hey, I wanted, I wanted to, um, I wanted to introduce MKO, man. You, you brought up a great opportunity, man, and uh, you were talking about us being there physically, right? In December. That's a, that's what I'm saying, man. Okay. You guys, you know, and if you if you if you if you can't be here and you have someone who can represent you on the ground, that would be good as well. You no, know, no, but. Exactly. We, we, I wanted to introduce no. you, man, because it was a dope idea. My, 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 one of my sisters is on this chat. Uh, are you familiar with, with BB King? Of course. BB King. The blues legend? Mm. Of course. Oh, what you mean? No, bro. <laughs> I probably I am, but I'm maybe not by the name. That's your homeboy. <laughs> All right, BBK, I'll go look. I'll go look them up one time. That's, that's American right. music legend, man. Black American. Okay. We got we got his granddaughter on the chat, man. Val B King. That's what's up. Trying, I want to introduce you to her. We got Val B King. <laughs> I know you, Val. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Trying to get her in. She, she said she, she got her. Uh, she in bed. She got her in bed face. <laughs> I'm trying to tell her about it's an opportunity, man. But uh, hopefully she'll click in. But yeah, man, I would love. You know, you know, That's dope. I would love to come there. MKO in that in that in that um in that fusion. Do y'all have a poetry aspect as well? 
Uh, did you say poetry? Yeah, we do. We do have poetry. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have poetry. Um, although the the event in December would be more fashion and uh, fashion, music, and art based. Okay. However, we could always create something specific. Make work. Want, if you we wanna, make that work. Yeah, we can make it work. Yeah, you I mean, if band, I'm famous, we call work. the shop. Yeah, I got yeah. We had uh, on, a, on a Thursday was the listening party, which was hosted by yours truly, Marlon, the Gandhi. And uh, the next day we had the official album launch. And the third day we had a yard party. So the, the, the event in December was similar to that, where we have the fashion show and then there'll be a bunch of other after parties and maybe pop-ups for the designers who are going to be on the ground. So there'll be so much, so much. Just, Think about it as an, uh, you know, a fashion excursion plus an experience to the UAE to see what other brothers are doing in the UAE. Steve, you gotta kill it, baby. Oh, that's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I like this, and, and, and I think always with us, Heath, uh, we're like we're like we're like connectors, bro. Like we're always we're always putting people together, isn't it? Like everybody everybody that's like been on Global Brothers podcast either now have a synergy together um or are planning something like we see what's going on here like this is completely organic like off the cuff i love it you know what i mean but that's what it's all about like putting brothers and sisters together to all of us like you know rise up you know that's what it's about like nobody no no man or woman left behind you know as we say yeah Yeah, I've i've had many thoughts about mko and dave meeting i mean for you know for a long time now and look at us not even meeting face to face, but they're face to face. Right. Yeah, you've brought it up a few times, mate. Yeah. I, I, I imagined it would be a handshake and a, and a hug, but you know, <laughs> we'll take, we'll take this. Right. Hey, can we also do one more thing before we close? What's up, Val B. King? Tell us a little about this. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Oh, there she go. Oh, look at her. Because you, you've been hiding the whole time. My kids have homeschooled, so I'm like helping them with all of that. And so I'm just, you know, in mommy mode. <laughs> but Davey <laughs> said hop on. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's legendary club right there. Welcome. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, but we, uh, I know a lot about you. You know, I, I follow your, um, the, uh, the radio show you guys are in and mm-hmm. some of your other performances that you, you, you know, some things you've done. Davies told me a lot about you. So it's nice to finally meet you as well. Yes, pleasure to meet you. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. wow, that's the dandy. Hey, hey, I wanna, I wanna know, I wanna know, is there any like um, rare recordings or special special guitar like you know like granddad gave you like type stuff is there is there, is there any like special bb story that you can leave us with what well, about his, his museum is down in indianola mississippi and that's his final resting place okay. um 
there's like one of the original Lucille guitarists down there. Um, uh-huh. We actually, I got, actually got to hold it on February 16th at a concert in New York, a tribute uh-huh. concert to him. But um, if you're ever in Mississippi, Indianola, it's an amazing like time capsule. It's a place to go and really feel connected to him um, because it tells you about his journey. Um, I have all kinds of stories, you know, growing up with him, some sayings that he would tell me, advice he gave me about music. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all kinds of, of give, things. Give us, give, us, give us one piece of advice from BB to you about music. The one piece of advice he gave me was, um, I'll give you a couple real quick. Like I I got married, had kids, and then decided to pursue music. And he said, you did that backwards. Like, why would you do it that way? Like why? They tried to get me to start um, doing things musically when I was about 14. And I wanted to go to college. I didn't, I just didn't feel like that was a good time. So he would always tell me I did it backwards. The other piece of advice was um, your first record deal, you're going to get screwed. That was right out of his mouth. And it was unfortunate to hear that, but he was trying to set the proper tone. Like, you know, don't think you're gonna go in this and it's gonna be all peaches and cream, it's not. Um, And unfortunately, my first album I did, I did have some some issues. And so he literally was right. But things like that, he would um, tell me all the time. Tell us, dude, we wanna hear the the E! True Hollywood stories like we did. (laughs) When he gave you the first whooping bow. You know what I mean? We want to like <laughs> he, that. Didn't, we he didn't. He didn't. He didn't whoop us. He loved. He loved having his grandkids around him. Um, he he loved it. Like um, some of the craziness that would happen between you know um, his kids. You know that that happens. You know. But he always loved having his grandkids around him. So we really, literally, couldn't do anything wrong, like to him. So he would—he just loved having us around. So yeah, I don't know. You got caught playing his guitar. Peanut butter and jelly fingers. We knew not to touch that guitar. That was off limits, always. Nobody touched Lucille. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow! Wow! Amazing. So Val, you heard you heard the opportunity MKO was talking about. I did, yeah. I've been listening um, for a while. I just didn't have my video on because of you know, mommy mode. But yeah, I've been listening. This has been a great interview. Um, very valuable information. And so yeah, I did hear that. Um, hey, hey MKO. Yeah, for all the people here. You know what I mean? Like me and Steve do this every time we link up. Um, I think it's about us building each other's brand. You know what I mean? So shout out to your Instagram and everything. So all of my people that's following, I didn't even know if I was following. I didn't know. I thought the only people on here was the people I could see. So obviously <laughs> got people hiding in the background. Right. Yeah. So, right. Right. Shout out to Say no more. So everybody in the States can get hip to you, man. Say no more. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. And um, no, uh, say it now. If, if you guys, do, I can. Oh, I can say say it now. Okay. My Instagram is mko underscore world. Yeah, yeah. See, it's simple, man. So, yeah, mko underscore world. And uh, um, do you do you guys deliver here in? Uh, do you deliver to UAE? Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, I ship worldwide. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll check you guys out. Please do. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
That's what's up, man. Well, yeah. yo, this has been this has been really really great. We've had some uh, 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 wonderful conversation with our planned guest, as as well as been blessed by you know our people's MKO coming on, our brother, and you know like a very uh, welcome welcome surprise guest. Had no idea that we'd be blessed by musical royalty in the building, you know, on the call as well. So, um, you know, really, really glad to have you guys and, uh, you know, keep following our Global Brothers podcast. We're going to keep on trying to have some interesting um, features on for y'all, even even during quarantine time. It's not easy, but you know, we try to make time for this as well, you know, with everything going on. Wish you all the best. And um, yeah, Heath, as we always say at this time, you know, live global. Prosper. Mr. Worldwide.